a Cadillac pulled up beside them and somebody in the back seat shot him um, two times in the chest, once in the arm, and once in the thigh. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey guys, welcome again to the Family School of Thought. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, hopefully everybody had a good week. Um, make sure to hit that like button and uh, contact us at the Family School of Thought. Let's get going this week. Just give us some fun history, history facts. History, unexplained mysteries. <laughs> Close <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a few. Some of them, or I got a couple that are just kind of quick, but um, I got a few. So Maggie's Wall Memorial. This one is... Um, outside the remains of Duncrub Castle in a small town of Dunning, Scotland. There's a tombstone monument that stands about 20 feet high. It's decorated with flowers and small gifts left by visitors. Um, and across the dark stones is painted in white are the words Maggie Wall burnt here uh, 1657 as a witch. The memorial known as Maggie's Wall is a sharp reminder of Scotland's history of burning so-called witches with nearly 4,000 women killed by burning in the 200 years between 1500 and 1500s and the 1700s. Importantly, however, while most of the witch trials were carefully recorded, there is no recording of any woman named Maggie Wall to have ever been tried as a witch much less burned as one um so additionally there is no historical indication that the monument itself even existed until 1829 which is well past the time when witch trials were common um so locals in the area have their theories about what the monument is and if it's a real monument and um, if it's a real maggie wall um or if there is a real maggie wall um some Rumors that um, are that go around in the town are that Maggie was a young, um, young woman engaged um, in an affair with a young lord at the nearby castle. Um, but there's no hard evidence for that one, so nobody can really explain the monument or why why it's called Maggie's Wall um, with that. So, besides what you know, what's etched into it that Maggie Wall burnt here in 1657. As a witch, so interesting. I guess I never really realized that they had witch burnings anywhere but Salem. I guess they did. Well, yeah, you know, you had to like burn the women because they were unruly, right? They tried to learn how to read and like be their own person. Ew. Well, that that being a witch? Yeah. So um, the other one is. Um, the deep sea uh, um, hexagons. Um, this one goes back to all of our lake friends and creatures. But since 1970s, oceanographers have been observing and studying strange burrows at the bottom of the deep sea that usually form a hexagonal shape with honeycomb type inner internal structures beneath the surface. Scientists discovered the, the creature creating the burrow is a paleodictian 
nodosum. It's a sea creature that burrows along um, the hydrothermal vents. And they believe that the earliest form of the creature dates back 500 million years, but there have been no re uh, recorded sightings of it alive, only as fossils. And the only material scientists have to study to learn more about this elusive creature um, are its burrows. Usually found about two miles under the ocean's surface, and scientists believe they will accomplish a life sighting sometime in the future, but until then, they are unsure of exactly what the creature really is or how it functions. So 500 million years ago, they think this uh, creature dates back to. So there you go. Maybe it's a dinosaur. Maybe it's Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Never know. Uh, maybe it's a plesiosaurus, which I think we <laughs> talked about in one of our one of my other things. Yeah, the carving. Yeah. yeah. So um, my last history of unexplained mystery one, I'm hoping it comes as a shock to some of you guys because I didn't know about this one. But it's Benjamin. It's about Benjamin Franklin. Um, as many know, he's one of America's founding fathers. And he is notable for many events and inventions during his lifetime. But a discovery that was made long after his death is perhaps one of his most interesting footnotes. Um, in 1998, so not too long ago, historical conservationists undertaking the repair of um, Franklin's one-time home at 36 Cavern Street in London. Um, I lost my spot. In London made a startling find a meter wide and a meter deep pit in a secret windowless room in the building's basement. It was filled with over 1,200 individual pieces of bone. Gum? Bone. Bone. Oh. Bone. What did you think I said? Gum. Or chewing gum. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? No, bone. <laughs> Like as in, you know, like remains, yeah. individual pieces of bone. After being cataloged and fully examined, it was found that the bones represented remains from more than a dozen bodies, six of which were found to have come from children, and all of which came from Franklin's era. While many attribute the remains to Franklin's involvement in the um, Freemasons and various secret societies, most historians believe that the bones were likely for local autonomy universities, many of whom employed illegal resurrection men to plunder graves and supply their classrooms with bodies. So Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers, had over so more than 1,200 individual pieces of human bones, mostly children bones. Buried in a windowless secret room in his basement. Yikes. I'm sure there was a good reason for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was a super good reason for it. Huh. So those are my fun 
history unexplained mystery facts for that. No, they weren't very fun. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe Benjamin Franklin was a mass no, murderer. He was a pedophile. No. They were children's bones. I don't know. Working on something for, you know, to help children. And I, it didn't, you know, it doesn't specify age. It just says children. So maybe another more um, innocent-ish type of thought is maybe these were his like stillborn children or children that died and instead of going and burying them in a graveyard or something, he buried yeah, them in his basement crazy. so he could visit them all the time. That's worse, with- honestly. Yeah, that like, um, this one's stillborn again, throw in the basement. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they were just indigenous people that it was a burial ground that probably <laughs> yeah. all coincidental that he just had like a storage room in his basement. I, and- probably the kids he had take the key and send it up on the kite. Stream. On the kite. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he That's like, true. He probably electrocuted a few kids at the time. Going on first, so. Right. Well, there you go. We got deep sea creatures. A good wage to hold the key. And, you know. Yeah. But we got deep sea creatures. Bones in Benjamin Franklin's basement. And, uh, <laughs> And then we got a, a witch, possible witch that was burned. Maybe she was a real witch and she took her name off everything because she yeah. killed somebody else. When I was a kid, we went to Salem, Massachusetts and and toured the, you know, I where they found the I would love to do that. Over. It was really cool. I would cool. definitely love to do that. It was really cool. Who knows? Guess what? We're repeating history right now. So maybe another couple you, years. You never know. Couple more we'll years. You could then. probably witness a witch burning. A couple more right. years when you girls are wearing those bonnets with the, you know, the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cass, how about a song? <laughs> All right. Well, today's song is not really the song itself is creepy, but the backstory kind of makes it hard to listen to the song anymore. Um, but this this week's song is California Dreamin' by the Mamas and the Papas. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I know everything about this song. You were named after the mom. I know it's my mainstay. You were not named after Cass Elliot. <laughs> okay. But well, she was a great woman. Great woman, great singer. This is not great about singer. Cass Elliot. Okay. This, unfortunately, is about John Phillips, and mm-hmm. uh. The story that his daughter Mackenzie Phillips came forward with in 2009 about how he raped and had an incestuous relationship with her for over 10 years. Um, yeah. Um, and so <laughs> it's one of the stories where people, there's really no evidence either way. Um, so people can believe it, some people don't believe it. Um, Michelle Phillips, who was also, um, she was one of the members of the Mamas and the Papas, and they were married for quite a few years. Um, She said that she doesn't really believe this story, but it's one of those things where she was like a teenager 
when John was like 30 and they met and had a sexual relationship. So, and they had a very tumultuous marriage. Um, so I don't know like why she doesn't really believe it because even Michelle and John's daughter. So Mackenzie is not Michelle's daughter. Right. Um, but Michelle's cause he was married like four times. So he has quite a few children from quite a few marriages. Um, Michelle's and John's daughter does believe Mackenzie and said that she had told her back in 1979 that this was happening as well as another one of John's children. Um, she told um, when, I don't know the, the other daughter Bijou said that Mackenzie told her this story when she was 13. I don't know when the time frame of that was, um, but so this is clearly something that Mackenzie has told her other siblings about and obviously her other sisters to probably warn them off about what he was doing um so i think they you know it i i kind of believe what she says which makes it really hard to listen to the mamas and the papas now i kind of don't believe her and um because i know she was a child but this was a, she claims it to be a consensual relationship. Right, right, right. She said, um, like, it was, you know, she says, like, it was a relationship. And the people that were around them at that time, none of them believe it. You know, uh, Mackenzie was a very troubled child. And, of course, because of the life they lived, you know, she was. Right. Um, she was in um, American Graffiti when she was 13. You guys remember that movie? Right. Right. Yeah, and um, she had a lot of drug problems, and right, uh, right, and of course she did because of the lifestyle they had. So if you're telling me that he gave her drugs and that kind of stuff, I would believe that. But it's very hard to believe, and um, it could have been because of the, her drug addiction and stuff. She could have thought things happened, and you know, she was a very young child at the time, and um, nobody around them at the time believed that. You know, so right. um, but it's one of those things where nobody at the time really thought that kind of stuff was happening either. You know, it was oh, yeah, nobody, sure. nobody would nobody have would, thought or believed her believed if he had come. Time, that's for sure. Yeah. They would have never right. It, right, right. But she did wait till after he died and then wrote a book and right so he's not there to defend himself. And, right, right. Which I know. think is a lot of the argument of why people don't believe it's maybe as true as she's telling it. Like maybe she did kind of, you know, take a, take liberties in some aspects of it. But like I said, she clearly told other female members of her family. So, you know, there is that kind of warning of like, Hey, this is what dad has done kind of thing. Right. Right. Be on the lookout. Um, and he didn't do it to any of his other um, kids. She's the only one who has come forward to say that this has happened. And uh, I don't think any of the, like, he had, well, I, he had four wives and I think they all have said that they were, would be shocked if it was true kind of thing. Right, I don't think, right. I think Michelle was the only one who said it, she didn't think it was true, but I think the other one said like, they would be shocked if it was true. Right, right, right. Um, not saying it's a lie, but. China doesn't believe it to be true. Yeah. No, China does. So China said that Michelle or Mackenzie had told her 
she is the one that she was Mackenzie told in 1979 was China. But she didn't believe it. She told her that, but she didn't believe it. Oh. You know, Maybe. she told her the stuff, but Mackenzie was very um um dramatic in needing attention and so she figured it was a story she brought up because because he had moved on and now had kids with Michelle and kind of left those kids behind, you know, kind of thing. So they she was always just trying to do something to get everybody's attention. And that's what China yeah. figures have that's what I remember. I don't know. Who yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. But California Dreaming is a great song and it really didn't have anything to do with that. No, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like the song itself is not creepy. Well, it's also not like it's got this very like kind of melodic sound, but it is talking about how depressed the people are. Like all the leaves are brown. I get down on my knees and pray. They were were California people and they were in New York at the time recording and living, you know, they went out there to start a career. And they were depressed about having to live in a brown and gray place. Yeah, that so is California. Kind of creepy. So but I, like I said, it's not about the song itself this time. This week, it's not about the song itself. It's just about, it's kind of hard to listen to these songs now that these allegations have come forward. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things about that group, especially Cass Elliott. She lived a very secret life. You know, mm-hmm. she had a child that she would never say who it was from. And um, she was um, kind she of. She was only 32 when she died. She was very young. She was very, very yeah. talented. Yeah. And she was, um, um, you know, a, a big lady. But she had uh, affairs with both John and then she went to Denny and had yeah. an affair with him. And Which, so, you know. The, the, it seems like the entire group was just very. This See, this is the thing. is like the entire group, whether or not they're like, they're not siblings. But like it was a very incestuous group because they yeah, yeah. all were sleeping with each other. Well, and it was a very incestuous time. Yeah. You know, and they were all very into drugs, heavy into drugs and stuff. So a lot of that happened. But actually, she'd be really, she was really ahead of her time because today, women like her, she kind of paved the way for them. You know, right. Like she had that confidence. Like she wasn't, she didn't care that people thought she was a bigger woman, especially standing next to Michelle, who was very tiny and petite. Right, 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 right. She, she didn't she, care. She felt she had every bit of um, sex appeal to have sex with anybody. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Right. And she did. Yeah. And she proved, like, she proved that she was right. She was, she was a very, very I really liked her a lot. And I liked <laughs> Michelle a lot, too. Michelle really didn't have any real talents or any, she was just there for the ride because she was married to John. Well, see, that's, I mean? again, that's, that's why that's I think that, like, I... That. I, I find it so hard for Michelle. Like, I don't understand why Michelle doesn't believe the allegations because he really did almost the same thing. Like he, she again, she was a teenager when yeah, they met. He, he was married. He was married in his thirties. They had an adulterous relationship. Um, and then he basically used her, her like want for a music career to then make her marry. Like, you know, not force her to marry, like, you know, but like keep their relationship going for as long as it did. Like it was, he very much, you know, manipulated her into the relationship after like a certain time by using the career against her. Well, you could say the opposite too. She was ahead of her time. She could say, 
I'm going to, I want a career and here's what I'm going to do to get it. And did it, you know? so she kind of played him really in the end. That group was a really good group. They were really ahead of their times. That was at a time when folk music was really big and they kind of bridged that gap because they were folk singers yet doing drugs and partying like rock stars, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, cause folks, singers it was really big at a time and then all of a sudden it got really square to be a folk singer you know mm-hmm. what i mean like right and bob dylan went electric that was huge huge you know and so they kind of bridged that gap and they, they kind of had their own niche in there and everybody liked them everybody could like them whether they were a rock and roll or a folk right person. They, they were very genre like and, and was the talent of that whole group right she really was. i agree all the other ones are like, okay, they can sing a song, but they're not really right. You know, there's no real talent there. Cass had all the talent. Okay. Well, anyways, that's a, a great group. <laughs> they had great music, and they really had their their time. Um, no, oh, yeah. You know, in the music industry. Yeah. Okay. Good song, Cassie. No, I just a, wanted to talk about one of the biggest listening. like Hollywood scandals in the past, you know, ten years. But mm-hmm. your mother and I, when we first met, used to sing that song start to finish. You want to do it now? Yeah, you say I'm not named after her, <laughs> and yet you, no, you say are, that there's no not, correlation. You're not named after Cass Elliot because we didn't have that. Even even though we call you Cass now, you're supposed to be Cassie Ann. That was I know. what we wanted you. Yeah, we, had, we didn't even just thought of her, but then when you were born, you became baby cat. Just yeah, because you were the baby by far <laughs> in the family, so you were just always baby cats. Well, then at some point we had to lose the baby, so then you yeah. just become cats. Well, then it's like oh, like Cass Elliot, you know what I mean? But you were way over that. Anyways, okay, Cass Elliot. We never had <laughs> her in mind at all when we were naming. Um, but um, but I think we should sing the song, don't you think? No, <laughs> we're at twenty five minutes already. <laughs> All right, do you get get going with your story for the week? Get going with your story, woman. I've talked enough. Okay, well, um, I of course I got my information from um, a viewer. He had I suggested that I look this up. So I did. And my person this week is Tupac Shakar. Tupac Shakar. Tupac Shakur. You know what? I you I knew this was gonna happen because me oh, and mom were talking after the episode about how uh she this was a recommendation. And I was like what did I'm gonna wonder what he recommended? And then like literally yesterday I was working on a Tupac Shakur song and I was like, oh my god, it's that's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> and you know what? I was thinking when you said that, I was thinking, oh, she's gonna have one of his songs. I thought, oh I thought I had already picked it and I was like, I was like working on it, I'm like, that's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. I, maybe I should wait till the end and ask this question, but I'm gonna ask it now. Do you have, have any no- clue who this person was before this week? Before you did this story. No. 
No, I did not. I would never listen to any of his music. Oh my god, he's great music, mom. He like he really is an inspirational yes, yes, musician. He has great music. He's, he's a good rapper. I, I did listen you. to some songs. I don't remember you ever like humming. Not or something I would listen to. <laughs> no, I've never listened to his songs until I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is going to be interesting. And I would not listen to him. No. Well, okay. Okay, don't tell me names, but one of our viewers thought this would be a good idea for you to tell the story. <laughs> right. I don't know. I yeah. don't think he specifically said mom has to do it, but he did say, just, like, way yeah. at the beginning, yes. He, yeah, way okay. at the beginning, he said we should do this definitely one. definitely a good story here. I know that. But, okay. All right. Yeah, so, and I don't know if he suggested it to everybody because everybody else comes up with their own things. But I'm always saying, hey, I need help. So, you know, he suggested it, not knowing that nobody I don't know who this person is. I would be the one to do this story, but nobody suggested that to me. He suggested oh. it. I think he commented that we should do this one. I know for a fact he suggested this one. So, because we had this whole conversation about how mom does not know who Tupac Shakur or Biggie is. No, I don't. I listen okay. to country. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. let's get into it. And I know. I know. I, I distracted us again. And I know that all of the songs, all of the songs um, for dance now are all hip hop and rap and you know it's They're the not Tupac thing songs. I know. but well, I, I mean we've never been to a older California. um dance recital that you know you know probably yeah, okay. older kids I don't think this. any of his songs would be appropriate enough to be in yeah this in is true like that so. dance recital yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah. This is true, um, and, and and after I did it, you know, I'm thinking, wow, wow, <laughs> okay. yeah, wow. I missed this out is, on all of this. <laughs> why? Why did he suggest this? Because he, this man is crazy. Sorry, he's very talented. Okay, but this he's is very talented. He is. He was way ahead of his time. Well, yes, but I mean, you know, for me, we were is, talking about stuff that nobody else wanted to talk about yeah i mean it, but it's way beyond me you know i'm i'm a sheltered person i'm sorry <laughs> okay, so all right it, it, it's uh tupac amar shakur shakur <laughs> i was gonna let her say. <laughs> and he was born June 16th in 1971 in Harlem, New York. Um, and did you know that his mother was in prison serving um, a 350 year jail sentence while pregnant with uh, Tupac, um, accused of conspiracy, conspiracy of killing the police um, officer and attacking the police station that um, which um, she was a fury political activist and a prominent member of the Black Panther Party and um, they uh, 
um, she was sentenced while she was pregnant with Tupac. And then she was, um, uh, her own self-attorney. She spoke for herself and the evidence against her was very thin and she demonstrated it in her strength with um, her knack of public speaking when she was, uh, which she defended herself in court and um, took over the prosecution case. Um, she was then, she, then she, she then gave birth to Tupac. Um, Tupac. 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 I call it Tupac. Um, but in 1960 or 1996 on September the 7th in, um, Las Vegas, he stopped at a stoplight, um, at E Flamingo road and Colville lane. I should know this. And a Cadillac pulled up beside them and somebody in the back seat shot him. Um, two times in the chest, once in the arm, and once in the thigh. One of them hit um, Serge Knight. Is that? I... Shug Knight. Shug. <laughs> I keep calling him Shug, but I'm going, there's no R in there, so I'm going, Shug. okay, Shug. Um, it's and... like sugar, but it's a shortened version, Shug. Shug. And um, it fragments, metal fragments hit him in the head. So, mm -hmm. um they were taken to the hospital and he was heavily uh, sedated and was placed on life support and ultimately put him in a medical induced coma. He was visited by Jones and um, regained consciousness, which is Jones's was his girlfriend. Um, when she played uh, Don McLean Vincent on the CD player next to his bed, according to, and her name was um, Kadada, Kadada, it's K-I-D-A-D-A, Kadada, um, Jones, um, and she was his girlfriend, and Tupac uh, moaned. And his eyes were filled with mucus and swole, and they were swollen. Um, Suge Knight was released from the hospital on September the 8th, but did not speak until September the 11th. And then he told the police he heard something, but saw nothing um, that night of the shooting. And, you know, there's just so many different theories um, is he alive? Is he not alive? Um, so many people talk. Um, this uh, Ramini, Remy. I can't pronounce any of these guys' Remy. names. Remy. It's H. I mean R A R A H I M I. Remy. He was the member of um, Shakar's uh, group. The uh, outlaws and um while he was staying in the hospital due to the fear um whoever shot him would come finish the job which was um they think rumors has it that it was um orlando anderson 
because he got into a confrontation with him in the after a fight in Vegas and he took him down because he was apparently there's a bunch of different gangs and he was on the opposite gang. So, um, you know what the, the gangs are, mom? Yes. Um, I have them wrote down. I, I, I'll probably get to it, but you know, I, I think it's, it, it was, um, they're probably two of the most well-known gangs. <laughs> um, this is a great show. This is, so I know we're like, we're already at his death and I'm like, Whoa, we skipped a whole bunch. <laughs> But there's so much leading up to this. I know he really is dead because he would have definitely been on the red table. Exactly. Exactly. No. no. And and like I said, I'm I'm probably gonna kill it for poor the poor guy that Peter Smith for. would never have passed the opportunity to have him appear right. to her. Um right. but he, it is. Um but um let me get back to this. Uh, he, they were going to finish the job. And then on that Friday, September the 13th, Shakar died um, of respiratory failure and led to cardiac arrest after he was removed on his, after the removal of his right lung. Doctors tried to revive him and could not control the hemorrhage. And he was pronounced dead at 4.03 p.m. Um, and so they are presumably that saying that um, he was shot from, um, it says Tavern Tay, Tay, but Orlando Anderson, Baby Lane, but it, they, most people say that it might be Orlando Anderson because he was a he was attacked by Shep. Um, so, oh, yeah, sure. Um, at the MGM Grand, uh, the MGM Grand in the lobby, um, who was a member of the South Side Chips, who caused trouble <laughs> for the death grips. Huh? Crips. Yeah. Crips. Yes. C-R-I-C-R-I. We said chips. Oh, Crips. Crips. This is, this is the best. Show. You know what? I have no doubt, D. you could have went and straightened them all out. I yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, my God. Um, you're doing great. I know I'm not. It's not funny. I shouldn't have done him, but hey, I started him, so I had to finish. Yeah, um, yeah. Keep saying, keep talking. He oh. received the post uh, humorous Hollywood Walk of Fame, um, which start on June eighth of twenty twenty three. Um, in uh, all of this stuff, um. There, there was just so much. Um, he was, did he was, Shaq was, or Tupac was uh, put in prison for um, allegedly raping 
um, Ayanna Jackson. Mm -hmm. And um, while in jail, he met Marion's uh, Serge, uh, Sug, Sir, what's his name? Knight. Sure. I'm going to say Suge Knight. Suge Knight. And he paid to pay one point, or he paid for his um, $1.4 million bail as long as he would sign on um, with the Knight label, Death Row Records. And that's, yes. you know. You got that right. The, that one you the, got right. <laughs> the combination between the two rivalry gangs, um, New York City and California. And what are they called? The Chips. The Chips? No, the Crips. Crips. <laughs> and, So, um, and uh, they, they, you know, the big question is who killed Tupac or is he still really alive? Um, if you ask the police and I'm, you know, there's so much more in between what was going on. Um, his uh, mother, um, Michelle Phillips. No, it's not Michelle Phillips. It's Afani Shakar. And he had a sister. But I don't know what that. But um Is she still in jail? She's dead. Oh. Um she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. Okay. But um uh, before or after he did. Before she did. Or before him, um, she died oh. of a. Uh, she got um, had a heroin, or I mean a cocaine addiction, and she In had jail. numerous. She had numerous relationships, and um, she ended up moving to California, and Tupac um, left her. I mean, he walked out on her, but then they re reconciled their relationship. But um, so she lived long enough to see his career. Yes, I mean, and he wrote a song about his mother, and it was um, "Mama." I think it was um, "Dear Mama." And he wrote that for her. Um, they, uh, she became um, addicted to coke, and then they reconciled, um, which began the new chapter for the future rapper. And um, he always thought that he was going to go far in life, and this just made it work out for him even better. Um, I'm sure that everybody else more knows more about him um, than I do. I just looked up most of the stuff. And uh, when he was pronounced dead, um, of course, everybody was asked who did it. Um, Snoop Dogg finally admitted that Tupac is alive. 
So all these people are admitting that he is alive. And do you take the word for it? Our, you know, videos have showed up. Um, June, uh, February 27th of 2020, 2020, um, 2020, he was, 2020, 2020, we're in the future. Yes. Um, oh he, what? he faked his, um, he faked, he admitted that he faked his own death, um, in one of the sayings. So, you know, I don't know because I don't know who he is. I don't know this guy. And then he was spotted driving his 30-year-old Benz in Africa. Um, and then, you know, another thing, theory is, is that he had, that his body was create, um, he was crema cremated, but there was no body. Um, he was also seen in Cuba. Um, and people are saying that he made an album called The Tupac Effect. When he, um, and when did he do that? Because... You know, or when did he record all these new songs that are coming out if he really isn't alive? And he did it because he wanted to lower his limelight and um, and start lower. He just didn't like what, what was going on. And maybe he is still hiding from um, the chips. And his legend was is actually bigger than he ever was. I mean, right. he was big. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying right. yeah. he's bigger post, today. Yeah, posthumously, he's become right. more famous. Right. 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 And um, it also says that um, you never know. Or, or Serge Knight, um, says, you know, in another saying that um, you'll never know, but um, Suge Knight Jr. says Tupac is alive and he's li he was living in Malaysia. But this, and they released pictures and they quoted saying that um, you, they fooled you guys the first time, but y'all, he has been here. And he is hiding from the limelight and the and the threats of his rivals. So I kind of do believe that, you know, maybe he has Snoop, let's go back to Snoop Dogg. He has publicly said That's it. I never knew that. It was in one of the statements in all of the um Wikipedia that it, that that's what he said. And then um uh, in the, some of the other parts that I'd looked up, um, it said, um, if you ask the police, they'll tell you that the people who know, who know aren't talking when you talk to people that do know they're like, oh, that situation is handled. There's too many dirty details and too many people who will come under fire and too many secrets that will probably get out that shouldn't be out. So there's more to all of this. And if he did fake his death, um, there's a reason for all of this. His uh, apparently his aunt lived in Africa or Malaysia, and that's where he's he was hiding for all of the years. Um, his sister 
you know, why are all these people living out of the United States if he really isn't alive? They're where, wherever he's at. Um, and all these same, you know, big people, Serge and um, and Snoop Dogg are up. Uh, uh, um, all of these people act like they've seen him and and Snoop Dogg. Then he was uh, then it was also interviewed on um, uh, hold on just a second. It was interviewed on Fox News. I mean, you know, so then there's another thing. Well, that's got to be the truth if it was on Fox News. Well, that's what I said. You know, oh my goodness. Uh, can it be true? But um, between the most, he, uh, the uh, let me get this. I got to find number one and two. Um, the rivals and the between the most two the heated dangerous hip-hop history between the east coast and the west coast rappers that allegedly claimed tupac um and big's lives the photo that showed um on on youtube in 2015 was said to be taken in cuba not malaysia but suge knight said he might be alive in Iceland. And then it says T shows on um, Fox in 2017. Suge Knight is currently uh, was serving a 28 years uh, prison sentence for a fatal confrontation. And he told O'Brien um, with Peck, you never know. So, you know, all of these people that know who he is are saying stuff. Sure, it's, a, it's a good possibility. Makes but. you wonder. Or it's a guilty conscience. Yeah. Because yeah, right. I 100% believe I because believe he was so against what's going on in the rap community that because he was the fatality of right. the gay rock community right. there you know, guiltily convincing themselves that he's still alive. So do you think that he's alive? Because it was a no, huge... I think, he's dead. Was, I think he's dead too. And it was a huge rivalry between the two gangs, California, like West right. Coast, East Coast, but it was like Snoop right. Dogg and Tupac against and Biggie. Um, Puff, yeah, Puff Daddy or yeah, Sean Diddy Combs yeah, and Notorious B.I.G., not Big. Notorious B.I.G. Or Biggie right. Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Right. And that's and, what I got on here. It, it says yeah. um, in 2004, YouTube had over 3 million views showing Tupac and Serge Knight joking in Cuba. Suge Knight. Suge Knight. So, I mean, how can all these people come up with all of these pictures if it's not a fact? Well, another thing, though, too, is goes back to, like, my first episode yeah. story about doppelgangers. Yeah. Everybody's got doppelgangers. People yeah. see Elvis all the time, too. But do you think he's really alive? Well, you don't see Elvis. 
you see in people impersonators but i mean if you look at all these pictures it really a lot of people that think elvis is still alive he could yeah. very well be i told you not very long ago i seen a video of a guy singing he would have been elvis's age too and it was like that's mm. elvis <laughs> i don't know so anyway um, and then he was also spotted in new orleans so you know he but I think I think, he's I, I think he's dead. He's he was too involved with so many famous people, like mm -hmm. women. He dated Madonna. He mm -hmm. I don't know if he dated Jada Pinkett Smith, but oh, it's not a confirmed relationship. But they, they were, were super like, super close, right? And they basically stated publicly that they were like soulmates. They were meant mm -hmm. to be in each other's yeah. lives. So right. they were very close, and you know, we all know she's very outspoken. And like Dad said, there's no way she would hold that kind of right. secret. She'd right. have it on her red right. table. And and his enemies wouldn't be letting or, him get away with that. Or maybe he really is alive, and she knows it, and she's hiding that secret, and that's why Will Smith is so angry at the world. I, I, I was getting to that. Will would definitely smack the hell out of him <laughs> if he was alive. Well, I think the only reason I can think, uh, you know, here's the thing is that the people who are saying he's alive, I think are the people, the exact same people he would be faking his death to avoid because right. he really hated being like, not hated. I shouldn't say that. I don't know that well, but like a lot of his rapping, like in his, you know, hits were about how bad the gang violence was and how bad yeah, it was right. getting and how much he wanted out and how much he didn't want to be a part of it. And how how much it was ruining the like black community um and the fact that like he really only signed on to death row records because suge knight was like well i paid for your bail so you've got to sign on to this record label right well that, he, he that didn't was want to the be agreement that if he got him out of jail and paid for right. his um bond that 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 would that that was the agreement right um, but so and, that's like that's the thing is like you know that tells me he does not he didn't really want to be a part of death row records he didn't want to be a part of this huge i mean this was a huge rivalry at the time like right. this was huge. like constantly constant beefing constant calling out there was huge award like big award shows televised award shows where they were calling each other out it was very public uh, yeah. so, you know, I, I could see him faking his death to be like, I, you know, I, this is not what I wanted to do. He was, he wanted to be like a poet. He wanted to be an artist. He was really inspired yeah. by music. And so yeah. like, I, I can see him being like, this is not what I wanted. This is not, yeah. I didn't want this. I know that there's still like somewhat of a rivalry or whatever, but I feel like his death and then Biggie, oh, if, if, Biggie died Pretty, really like, shortly after shortly after and i feel like once those two deaths happened it's like things were like okay we got to get to get like we got to figure our lives out well it was that thing where like people realize like they're no longer calling out injustices right. you know like you know nwa like we're calling out injustices right. of police force and it's like we're no longer calling out the problem we are the problem when you have your two biggest artists of like like they were spanning right. genres like they were they were billboard right. like hits and so they were right. getting so much recognition and yet you're killing them and right. then and trying to yeah. yeah yeah like it because of what because of a rivalry because of record sales like it's so right. stupid
Well, I know, right. but and another thing is, is um, Orlando Anderson was supposedly um, the shooter, but he um, died in a gang shooting in 1998 and was never yes. formally charged of that. So if he was gone in 1998, then why wouldn't? I don't think he was killed i think he was charged with that like so he shot somebody in 1998 right right yeah tupac died in 1996. And then he was at the MGM um, uh, hotel, Grand Hotel mm -hmm. in Vegas mm -hmm. when he was shot. I mean, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, that's when he attacked Anderson in the Jesse, hotel. Do you, yeah. when, do you remember when he got killed? Yeah, I do. I mean, not, I mean, I was young, but it's like I remembering it. I remember. Yeah, big deal. Like what? Like watching MTV. It's like I know because Cassie was, I was so only little. Three. Yeah, but like that's where like I remember watching MTV. I remember hearing about the gang rivalry, not really like fully understanding everything. But then I also story when he got killed. yeah right exactly, and that's what. And then I remember hearing about him being killed, and it was a huge deal. And then shortly after when um, Notorious B.I.G. was shot and murdered, I remember, and I feel like I remember that more, but I think it was because it was so close together almost. Right. I don't remember what, what year he was shot, but um, Notorious B.I.G. Well, like, that was something too where like, really, that's when like, um, I don't know what he goes by anymore, but Puff Daddy, Sean, Puff, Sean Combs. Sean. Um, mm -hmm. P Diddy, whatever he goes by now, um, that was like I feel like when like for me as a like as a kid at that time when I really recognized him as an artist, and like I feel like his career kind of skyrocketed after after yeah. both of the deaths because he did songs about Notorious B.I.G. and I know they did a lot of collaborations and stuff when um, when uh, when Notorious B.I.G. was alive. I don't know what his real name is, but um, Christopher. Yeah, yes, yeah. And uh but that's what like I remember those happening. I mean not very specifically, but it's like I remembering it being a huge, huge deal. Well, and it was said that um the notorious BIG was the one that he was in the vehicle when Anderson shot the yeah shot the but um he so notorious BIG died in March of 1997 and so it was like only like six months seven months after Anderson died two years later he died in 1998 in a gang shooting right. yes but like so Tupac and Biggie were like rivals and they were the two biggest rappers of all time and so like they died within six months of each other and it yeah, was like this huge thing where like these two people were rivals for for what like and like like right. two of the biggest artists right. like big was he was literally becoming one of the biggest rappers right. tupac was becoming like he was becoming a big rapper but he was also like 
going out and like doing movies. He was supposed to be in like the like the He's supposed to be in Star Wars. Star Wars, like technically the fourth like Phantom Menace. He was literally the part of Mace Windu was written for him. He was basically yeah. going to become this big huge celebrity, and instead they die at twenty five and twenty four respectively. Yeah. Like right. they're younger than me. Like they were yeah. young, young, young people yeah. died yeah. for nothing. And that's right. what I do remember as a kid, like hearing that Notorious B.I.G. was in the car, and that's what like he was right. shot as a retaliation for shooting, yes. or yeah. involved in the shooting of Tupac. Right. And in um, Tupac, uh, Tupac, uh, he was followed by all of his um, security and everything else. So they followed the Cadillac, so they knew exactly who was in that Cadillac. So I'm but, thinking that they went after right. the notorious right. BG. Yeah. And that's that is the thing is is nobody so nobody knows who killed Tupac. There's no real confirmation. But that's the thing is that they're not gonna let the cops get involved with this. They're not gonna tell them who they know they follow them. They know who it's gonna I be. Think so they, they really know yeah, right, I think they right. know who really shot him. It's yes, just they they're and, saying, and I'm not gonna say they're nobody's talking about it. And no, and especially look at the people that say we know that we suspect were in that Cadillac are both dead now. So like that is exactly what the outcome they wanted. I mean, and and they said that the police know, but um, you can't talk. It's it's the code of the streets. Right. I was just going to say that if you you say anything, well, that you know that's that's what I read. You know, laugh at me, but you know that's what I just like mom talking about the code of the streets. But that's a that's a pretty well known thing with gangs is that right. they don't talk yeah. even if it's about it's their like rival, the mafia. The mafia is the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just saying that we're going to take you care know, of this. Because, we don't so want much going no outside sources. Black had so much going for him. I can't see him after uh, the big rapper got shot shortly after he did. Um, and how can you be in a hospital for six days and then all of a sudden just die? I mean, right, right. Right. And everybody was talking to him, and everybody was there with him. I just don't get it. I, I, you know, I, it's not it's impossible not. because you know the body shuts down, and it does take time. And I'm sure that they like they were had already removed his kidney, so it's not like he was getting better. Yeah. Uh, so right. I can see it, but it is something that's like, you know, and 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 he six knew- days is a long time to be out in the open when you've got rivalries going on. Right. And and then shortly after that, six months later, you know, he knew he had to get out of the country. Um, and he knew that his people were going to go after the notorious B.I.G. So uh, I don't know. I, I some some parts of me, you know, be, like you said, he was 25 years old. He had he had so much going for him um, and he his sister and he he knew that there was so much that he could do. So I don't, I, sometimes I wonder if he just wanted to get out of the limelight. He wanted to get away from all of that. And all of his friends know that, but they got to keep it under wraps because they don't want, you know. There's been many music industry people that have had that story where Jim Morrison, they claim, yeah. You know, they're artists yeah. and they're not, they don't, they didn't get it for the fame. They got it for because they're artists and they, right. the fame took over. So it was easy for them to just say, I'm just going to say I died and 
right. go off and do my work, you know, under other people's names. You know what I mean? But at the same right. time, I think people think that, like, celebrity is, like, this kind of, like, shield and it, like, you know, protects you from really bad things happening. But it doesn't. Like, I think, no. you know, obviously we see it with a lot of artists in the 60s and 70s dying of drug overdoses. Like, it doesn't protect you from, you know, the things we're doing, the things you're involved with, you know, and it just makes it so that when these bad things happen to you, it is public, you know, these things happen all the time. Drive-by shootings happen all the time. Drug overdoses happen all the time, but it doesn't happen to people you know personally. Right. And then another theory was um, our government killed him. I can see that. I mean, you got two parents as Black Panthers. Yeah, you're, you're becoming like a huge celebrity talking about that's what exactly it said because of yeah. the family relatives and and being involved in the Black Panthers. And um, then he's in a he's in a really well known gang that's has a huge rival that's causing all this and so big commotion across the nation. I mean, a, I mean, death like they like yeah. Tupac and Biggie were not the first deaths that were happening, they were just yeah. the biggest, right. Right. And so, you know, being with the Black Panthers, the government, um, the mother, you know. It, well, it, oh, I can see that for sure. One of these days. If Tupac, was, if Tupac was still alive today and a celebrity, he would not be putting up with anything that's going on. Right. He would be calling out people left and right for what's going on. One of these days. Maybe I'm he is. Like, Maybe he is sorry. from other countries, and that—that's th who's talking up today. But you know, we can't get too involved because if, if you know, I—I I, the government, I somehow the government. If people can go to Dallas and believe that JFK Jr. is going to come back, <laughs> I cannot doubt that Tupac is going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, but yeah. But um. Is what it is. One the of these days, I'm going to do my story, and I've told you all about this. But you know, um, when I was a kid, I wrote a read a book called Lenny, Janice, and Jimmy, and it's what it was was the J. Edgar Hoover, you know who mm -hmm. he is, was mm -hmm. very very corrupt, and um, uh, he had a plan in the '60s when the young generation was taking over and really bullying the older generation out of out of the establishment. He said, hey, let's just start knocking off all these, you know, young influential people. people. She was very influential to all the young people. So if she dies of a drug overdose, then Jim Morrison dies of a drug overdose. Lenny Bruce died of a drug overdose. Uh, Cass Elliott died. Yeah, you know. And so then these young people are going to stop going like, oh, wow, you know, here we're listening to these people. And they're dying of duck. And um, there's lots of lots of proof to that too. You know, mm -hmm. they have found out that all of those people were under strict surveillance. I mean, they were following them everywhere they went, and um, even um, uh, you know, they knew everything they were doing. You know, right, so. and and it said the government, um, uh, you know, was. Uh, upset because of the um, ties that they had with the Black Panthers and the talented oh. for the United Black Americans. The Black so. Panthers, the government definitely yeah. watched <laughs> every single movement and probably are to this day. You know? And, and you know... Yeah. Um, the entire ideals of open carry 
uh, laws are literally because Black Panthers used to carry around their assault yeah. rifles. Right. So all these like Second Amendment gun toters, you know, don't, I don't want no open carry. Well, Republicans put it into place because of Black Panther movement. So yeah, who are you blaming? Yeah. And with him uh, being uh, and backing up the United Black Americans, that's that's what did it. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Because he was, he was, he was becoming super influential, not just in the black community. Mm -hmm. He was spanning across genres and he was right. getting to young children and he was, you know, pointing out to everybody, you know, not black yeah. kids, but white kids, minorities, everybody, mm -hmm. what was yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody in like the younger generations, they were listening to his music. Yeah. It was on the oh, radio. Yeah. It was like censored and stuff, but like it was on MTV. It was on the radio. It was played at, you know, dances and stuff like that. But I think this is a really good topic. I think this was, uh, yeah. It's such a, it is like such a crazy story. It is such a, and I'm sorry. It such an it's such an influential death, but yes. Right. right. Yes. And you I know, it was kind of, it, it was strange doing it. But it was educational. I mean, yeah. I yeah. would not I would not really pick him, but you you look at all of this stuff and you think, wow, wow, you know. I I guess I never realized like how young he was, how young right. yeah. Notorious yeah. B.I.G. was like 24 and 25. That's yeah. insane yeah. that they I were so influential by that point. Like imagine what they could have been today um, if they I, had yeah, like been able to have how young they were neither at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, just like what they could have done. Yeah. Right. And look um, at how much impact they had and and they're that young. Right. Right. Crazy. But, yeah. But like you say, they 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 were both black influential people. Right. And they were they yeah, because BIG was calling out people as well. Like it's not like right. Tupac was the only yeah. one of those two that was, you know, talking right. about how crazy things were. But, you know, I mean, you don't hear about us, you know, Jones, you don't hear about her anymore. So where's she in the picture? I mean, is she in the other countries? Is she in Malaysia? Uh, you know, well, is I think her... they were divorced, to be honest. Well, is I don't he... think they were still married I... at the time because it was like a, it was like one of those like annulment, like they weren't married for very long, but she was just still a part of his life. Let me see. Oh, I'm all, we keep going in and out. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's just so much stuff that brought to my attention. You know, I'm always positive. So I'm thinking that he's in another country, maybe trying to do, and then how, how are all these songs getting published if he wrote them or they're saying that he's singing them. I really don't know because um, I don't listen to that kind of music, but I did listen to this, the rap song that he wrote to his mom and I, that's too much for me, you know. <laughs> so, and I really didn't listen to any of the other songs. There's many other hits, um, California Love, 
all eyes on me, um, do it for love. Well, Keep I don't think up. anybody in his world is going to be offended that we don't listen to his music because it wasn't written for us. No, it was not written for you, you or your generation, really. Like it wasn't written for people who were, you know, you know, older. Not, I mean, you guys weren't older in the '90s, but you know, he was trying to. They were trying to reach out to younger generations. What? I said it was. Him and that whole generation or group of people that they they were writing, they were telling their story. Right, right. right. So they don't care that us old white people don't. Right. They don't care. But also, you know, Dear Mama was trying to talk about how much, you know, men and especially black men kind of blame women, blame their moms, blame this, but like they they're the ones birthing you they're the ones taking care of you they are literally the ones who are going to be by your side till the end no matter what you do to them you know so it was talking about how volatile and manipulative and you know patriarchal some societies can be while also relying on women and relying on their mothers well i think i don't know if we want to go here but the 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 black people they praise their mothers their mothers raise them they yeah so most of them are you know are, what will do anything for their mothers right they recognize the fact that their mother they're scared really... of their they're, they're scared of their moms or they're scared to it well, to disrespect their moms i guess i should say they are well yes they were raised and you don't disrespect your mother but i think as adults they recognize the fact that their mothers did it all you know? right Right. They, they honor their mothers more than. But he was saying that this is what he was seeing in his community was that they weren't. Um, that like on the outside, they were, you know, oh, yeah, my mom, I love my mom, I love my, you know, she's this and that. But then behind closed doors, they would talk about, I think, especially like women, like just women in general. Women, women, but like, yeah. you know. And it's like these are the people who are going to become your wives, your you know partners, your the mother of your children, kind of thing. So think of them as your mother. Wow, well, I don't know. And uh, another thing is, is um, maybe you girls know, um, is uh, Sug Knight Sug, and is he still in prison? I thought you said he got killed. No, that no. was uh, Orlando. Orlando. Uh, I think Suge Knight is dead, but I think he died like early 2010. Yeah, he was definitely but, dead. Because he was still well, in prison. Definitely, he was serving a 28-year prison seat. Um, no, he's still, he still alive. He doesn't have a death. He's 58. Yeah, so and he's, he's still alive. Is he still in prison? Um, what? Is he still in prison? Uh... I would hope so. Because, you know, he was he was uh, interviewed by O'Brien. So, you Ooh. know, I mean, but that was in 2009. No, that was, uh, no, that wasn't in 2009. Um, it didn't. Um, it's in it's, two, 2017. Yeah, I so, think. Yeah, he was indicted of charges in 2017 right 
and he was he was still he was supposed to be serving a 28 year prison sentence but i you know of course i didn't look up anything of him i was just doing mostly well he's the i think to be honest he's one of the biggest problems that was going on at the time because he was he was starting a lot of the feuds he was the one he was pushing people against each other, pushing artists to be a part of certain aspects. Oh, yeah. See, I, I don't know. But this is also, this is also coming from, you know, movies I've seen that were made about that time. So who knows? That could be a dramatization. And why would his son say that Tupac is still alive? To get famous, to get oh. likes, to get shares. Yeah. Well, that I guess maybe to get in on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. So I'm just thinking of um, the 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 uh, chips and the bludes, the chips and the bludes going against each other. I, I put Crips, but the way when I read it, it you know I, I know Crips. yeah. I don't know things where you like say it. I want to know who suggested you do this. Do I know what? this person? Yes, yes, you do know this yes. person. You're related <laughs> to this person. He's the one. He's always the one that's suggesting. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I think. I hope you. I hope he enjoys your your uh, story. <laughs> my, my funny story, yeah. He he'll be laughing. He's going, "Oh my goodness, Denise Robinson." I think we should. I might put it in the video, but we're like, we're gonna have a a sug count, like how many times? You know, <laughs> yeah. How many times she says two pack? Two pack. Two pack. I am going to be calling him. It says, now. It, it says a number two and pack. It doesn't. I end up saying it that way. I know. That's the thing, is I like. Mm -hmm. All right. You, so it's a mom translator. So put that in there. Mom's <laughs> translator. That's a, you know, when I realized that this is the story you were doing, I was like, should I tell her no? Or should I just wait to see how badly she pronounces Abby's name? Yeah, I, I, I cannot pronounce half of these guys' names because I, you know, spell them correctly or spell them right. or make well, That was his real name. name. That was, so his name was not the number oh, two. It was Tupac, like, written out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it, but, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your nickname? Is your name you know, your entire full name right now? No. You don't, is dad's real name TR? No. <laughs> I know. Tupac. Tupac. Shakar. Shakar. That was weird. That one you got right. <laughs> I know. Shakar. And his well. middle name is um, Amari, Mar, Mariu. Amar, Amaru. Amaru. Hey guys. A M A R U. Amaru. Amaru. And I said that right when I first started. But, you know, but a little bit trying to talk too much. <laughs> exactly like that. Exactly. 
So that's it for today. Good job, mom. Good job. Um, yeah, right. But that's all right. You learned a lot doing this. <laughs> I did. I did. And, you know, after I after I got into it, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? I mean, this is about a gang. This is, you know, these are. You know what? You know what? We're going to have a Tupac weekend. A Tupac? Yeah. Listen to Tupac. We listen to all of his music. I don't think I can handle that. I think music. you should and do a death row records weekend. Just put in some Tupac, put in some NWA, yeah. put in some Dr. Dre, Eminem. Do you know, it all. You know I love Eminem. My nerves would not be I able to handle Eminem. it. I just listened to There would be one. no Eminem if it wasn't for Tupac. Well, that's true. But... His songs go on and on. They're five minutes long, and it was just like yeah, I, I, I'm and, not. And he was a poet. He wanted to be a poet. I know. He. I mean, and they were just a real. I mean, they they just never stopped, and I had to turn it off because my nerves were going. Rah, 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 rah. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. No, so, I'm not a big fan either. I Eminem. I love Eminem. I always say it's the same thing. It's just a white boy doing it. No, it was like I honestly, I guess I probably never really listened to Tupac that much. But um, Eminem, like you can him go like, oh, he gets it. He, you know, I get it when I'm listening to him. It's not an imitation of, of rap. It's not like a white boy doing imitation of black rap. I just can't stand all of the swearing and the cussing and the, you know. All of the stuff. The, so the you want to listen to country music about a spouse cheating on and yeah. drinking problems. problems. Oh, her shorts are so short. She looks so sexy. I don't, now my normally, I don't normally listen to the words of songs. I really don't. You don't. I like, don't. I like the rhythm and the song. You just like noise. You just like I noise. do. I like I like white noise and white noise or just chaotic noise. Just I do not like them all, but because so she couldn't tell you stuff. She couldn't tell you one word out of one song or one artist or anything. No, I, I think she could tell us a few things that Tammy Wynette wrote. Mm, tell us your favorite Tammy Wynette song, Denise. Uh, These yeah, we are see. Stand by your man. That's the song that came to my head too. D i v o r c e. Um, but you know, I love Tammy Wynette. I'm not making fun of her. I think mm -mm. she's a fantastic artist. I love fantastic artist. And George, I do love Tammy, and I oh, love George, and I love Johnny Cash. And they were magic together. Those two. They did. Yeah, they did. I like their music. I like the sound of the music. I like the rhythm of the music. But, I like it. But that Tammy Wynette and George Jones and Loretta Lynn, those were artists that were unique. Yeah. If you turn on the country music today, it's just some right. kind of voice talking, saying front porch, dog, truck. I mean, I, there's nothing. It's like, it's just, I can't stand it. Drives me crazy. Uh, but at the same time, so take these artists. So T Tammy Wynette, George Jones, you know, all the like, Loretta Lynn. You know, Loretta Lynn. They were talking about the troubles that they were facing. They were facing, you know, 
you know, loss of love, you know, that they're going to have to divorce their partner. So these were their problems that they were singing about. They are singing about what is troubling them. So take that. And these are what these rappers are doing. They're rapping about what troubles them. And it's just a different world. It's just a different instance. That's that's exactly what I was saying. Like, they're not going to be offended that we don't look at the music because they're not talking to us. Right. Um, so, but was Tammy wanting a divorce from her husband, or did she want to stand by her man? Well, those were written at two different times. Right, stand by with your man was met right before she met George Jones. The D I V O R C E was written after she met George Jones. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, she was a very unique George Irish. Jones was a bad influence on her. It was, she wrote Stand By Your Man, and then she wrote, what was it, Hotel Room Number 9? What was that song? Where she's, like, waiting for her husband to show up. She wrote that one, and because that one, she wrote D-F-B-O-R-C. Apartment Number 9 was her first hit. And And you want to talk about somebody who did what they needed to do to climb the ladder, you know. She Mm -hmm. was married, I think, four times. And every time it was somebody who could get her to the next level. Fancy was you know her I mean? name. That's Reba. No, that was Reba. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying it worked both ways. It worked yeah. both ways. There's lots of women out there who did what they needed to do to get to where they wanted to go. And but I guess I was raised listening to that kind of music and and the I was not. That did not happen at our house. No, I can remember. That's all that played on the record player. Because my dad, you guys know my dad, he's rhythm and blues and the blues. Mm-hmm. And my mom was always a pop, whatever pop music. That's what she liked. But I can remember watching the Porter Wagner show. I loved it. And my, my dad was like, I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> they did not like country music at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember them ever liking country music. No, they never no. could sing it. Now, they would um, listen to it because I wanted to listen to it. You know what I mean? And, and my dad liked Waylon Jennings. And there was once he got to like. But uh, my mom never liked country music. And um, she couldn't stand any of it. No, her 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 idol was Neil Diamond. She liked pop music. That's right. What she liked. Whatever was popular, that's what she liked. You know, whatever um, was on the radio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I've never been that way. I've never liked whatever's on the radio. I like I want I like the artist, and I can pick out artists that I like that I identify with, and that's who I want to hear. And it doesn't matter if they were recording in nineteen thirty or nineteen. 2015, you know, it doesn't matter. And it really doesn't matter what type of music they are singing, recording. But anyways, um, so he definitely had a um, huge, huge impact on music and culture. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he did. I think he really changed the tides. Right. And that's why, you know, there again you know he changed the times he knew what he wanted in his life and he knew what he was going after but now that i'm giving this some thought yes jada pickett smith she's she's kind of her dance card's pretty empty right now because she's not doing anything i'm gonna see i'll let you do that come on our show (laughs) and talk about tupac who's that 
Jada Pickett. Oh my gosh, Mom. Will Smith's wife, ex-wife, estranged wife. Estranged. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're divorced yet. They're, yeah, they're not divorced. Maybe she could put in some, her two cents. I'm sure she's, you know, anxious to get onto some show, so I'm going to call her. Okay, you do that. <laughs> and let's see how that works out for you. And we'll right, let exactly. No, if that comes true. Because yeah. we'll probably get a lot of people listening to us that time. Yeah, right. Oh, you guys yeah. are going to crap next week when I go, we have a special guest <laughs> right off the red table. Okay, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. There, there again. Um, thank you for uh, helping me find new lookups. And if anybody else has anything for us to look up, please let me look them up. Oh, well, we're gonna get you some good. Well, let's now. not do. Let's not do crazy. <laughs> no, I, I, no, that was really good. He, like I said, he was very influential. And did you learn something? See, if you, listeners, if you comment, you might just teach Dee something. And wow. she yes. might learn about something that happened in our history. Yes. And, you know, I, I do very notorious rapper's name. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoyed doing different things. And it wasn't a murder or it wasn't something happening it to was. I mean, he was. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It was a shooting, but I, yeah. it's not like they accidentally it shot him. They were purposefully trying to shoot him. But it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> oh gosh. There's. Maybe, maybe this episode, and you want to hear more like this, click that yes. like button and, and the share button and, and, and the maybe, subscribe button. Maybe maybe we'll uh, find out some more truths. Maybe we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, if Tupac is listening to this. And if anybody knows that he really, really is alive, show us a video. Exactly. <laughs> if you know where he's at, show us. We can be Contact us. we can be the podcast like the TV show based on a true story. Yeah. It's on Peacock, I think, right now. And um, it's they. The whole premise of the story is they, husband and wife, they decide to start a podcast, interviewing a serial killer, and they ask the serial killer questions, on why you know, like what, and it becomes well, like the number yeah. one podcast. Oh wow, we could be like that too. Well, yeah. just not. No, I don't want to talk to no. Serial I don't want. I don't want to talk to a serial killer. I'm saying Tupac. If you're there. Yeah. Let us know. Oh, we'll you if you're out there, please. Yeah, come on. Call us. Well, no, call email us. We don't have a phone number. Send us an email. Email us at the yeah, Family the School, School of Thought. thought. Yes, come at on our program, program and put a comment. Com Tupac, come. I'm I, I'm sorry I slashed your name, but you know, put a, put a, put a comment in there for me. I mean, we could have the biggest event of all times if he was our next guest. Yeah. yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Literally one of the biggest rappers of all time, thought to be dead for a long time, and he just comes on some random family's true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can come and um, 
get after me for slashing your name. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Um, anything else you want to add? Okay. All right. Everybody, thanks again for joining us this week. Uh, we look forward to doing this every week. And um, just give us your feedback and tell us, tell everybody where to find us. We'd appreciate it. Okay? Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.